Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, in the city. So they're, they're well-liked. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, we, you can't keep choke-slamming people and dragging people to hell yeah. your entire life. I you mean, know? that career just doesn't, you know, dragging people to hell doesn't have longevity. Hey, what's good, folks? It's the Bowman 1-2-L, a.k.a. Black Aquaman. AKA the fanatic, AKA Mr. Flex Friday. You're once again joining us for the 28th, 24th edition of the Slam Bros Show. As always, I am joined by Illawaii C, AKA the champ, AKA the cynic. Illy got any more AKAs? I feel like we're running out of some. Nah, I don't do the AKA shit. Alright, good. <laughs> we in here. Flex Fridays. What the we, fuck? We, we, we in here. I was telling Illa earlier the summer's about to be a problem. Your boy Bone was over here stunning, bro. We got abs coming in. We gotta shut this down. Summer's gonna be shut down, man. We in the gym every day playing Sean Price. We in the gym every day playing uh Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele. I'm back all chiseled. Meet the new me. Let's go. Illa was good with you. Man, you know, shit is as it's going to be, brother. <laughs> All right, yo. Yo, let's get it. You ready to get these dirt sheets? Get around the shovels. Let's get it digging. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right, so it's it's been a busy... Two weeks since we last uh, uh, connected. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Lucha Underground. Uh, they've been, you know, they're now on Netflix. If you haven't been watching seasons one and two, now is your opportunity to catch them up. They're on Netflix. But they've made a uh, AAA, the parent company of Lucha Underground. They've made a uh, strange partnership with some strange wrestling company, which we're unfamiliar with. Apparently, Jeff Jarrett is down there. And uh, Jeff Jarrett is now like one of the presidents of this company, and they've been making deals. And so it's likely that um, stars of Lucha Underground will be appearing on this supposed wrestling program or their supposed wrestling tours. I don't know. This is just dirt sheets. You know, you can't believe everything in the dirt, right? But this strange wrestling company uh, has made this deal with AAA, and they could have a talent exchange. Now, some of the talent is excited about the prospects of, you know, making a little bit of money. 
uh, getting, I guess, exposure for being on this struggling TV program. And others like uh, Rick Shea, a.k.a. Prince Puma, are not as excited because their previous Lucha Underground uh, contract um, did not permit them to appear in more, let's say, prestigious wrestling companies like um, Ring of Honor. Ila, are you uh, excited to see um, Lucha Underground stars on some backwater wrestling program? Uh, yeah, it, it makes so much sense. <laughs> and uh, continuing with this uh, backwater wrestling company, uh, apparently they might be in secret talks with the WWE to license the Broken Hardy gimmick. Now, I, this is news to me. I didn't know that you could license out a gimmick. Uh, of course, the, the Hardys are back in the WWE. Um, Matt Hardy has been, um, I guess, in his own words, cured of his condition. <laughs> um, sometimes he forgets every now and then. Um, I think last, uh, this, uh, what was it, Monday on Raw versus Cesaro, Jeff Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy referred to Jeff as Nero. He's like, get the pin, Nero! So uh, sometimes he's going in and out of his uh, brokenness. But the rumor is that the WWE is planning to use the uh, the Broken Hardy gimmick. They're just trying to work out the legal situation with the Hardy's previous employers who are claiming ownership over the gimmick. The Hardys are, of course, in a legal battle about who actually owns said copyright of the Broken Hardy universe. And uh, according to Dave Meltzer... Um, since the WWE has signed the Hardys, uh, the WWE's legal team is also involved with the process. So uh, we could see some, uh, I guess, movement on this a lot quicker than just the Hardys going up and, you know, a civil civil court against uh, their previous employers. Ella, um, do you think that the WWE could do the Broken Hardys uh, decent or are they going to screw this up? <laughs> You're asking me? Of course they're going to screw it up. <laughs> You know good and damn well WWE's gonna fuck it off. Unless they give Matt the latitude, the matitude to uh, really run with it, they're gonna fuck it up. That's what they do. By sticking their finger into things or Triple H's big nose, as we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> Look, I just, if one of the broken hearties come, I just want, yo, Vanguard 1 has to be there. Senior Benjamin has to be there. And I guarantee King Maxwell is going to get a bigger pop than Roman Reigns wish he could get. (laughs) The baby is going to be more over than Roman. Oh, man. This is, uh, this is, um, this is great. Uh, not so great and sad news, uh, Matty Noah, a.k.a. Uh, Rosie, you might remember him as the Hurricane sidekick, has passed away at the age of uh, 47. Um, you know, Matty was also the older brother of said Roman Reigns. So um, it's sad. Um, back in the day, I I rather enjoyed I rather enjoyed the Hurricane and uh, his super sidekick because yeah. uh, you know um, it's sad that you know these wrestlers pass away so so young. You know, 47. That's it's like nothing, yo. And, um, and apparently he was battling a, you know, a heart condition, uh, degenerative heart uh, disease. You see that a lot, and a lot of pro athletes are kind of on the heavier side, you know, along with the, um, just, you know, the, the strain that you put on your body.
for all those years on top of that extra weight that you know workout recovery um it just, just does a lot you see the same thing with like linebackers and linebackers in the nfl all those defensive players like you know the body's not built to be doing this for that long so um sad to see him go um we wish the noah family all the condolences in this you know it's hard time so um it's always sad when you see these wrestlers uh you know drop so early and um Yo, still moving in sad news as well. It's not as sad. But uh, Dash Wilder of The Revival is injured already. It was at an NXT house show. Apparently he's injured. He's going to be out for around six, six to nine weeks. It's not that long. But it's still like, yo, The Revival just got there. They put the whooping on the New Day. Looks like they were going to set the Raw tag team scene on fire. And... Yo, now one of them's injured. That stinks. Ella, did you see um their last match on Raw where they just kind of like they they damn near murdered uh, Xavier Woods? Yeah, I mean, eh, I'm not really. They're kind of boring to me, you know, in their own way. What? Um, eh, you know, have you, have you not seen any of their takeover matches? Yeah, I have. I've seen their NXT stuff, but they just have kind of like a weird. I can't put my finger on it. Do they both look the same? Two yeah, non-script like white guys? Yeah. It's not like, it's not boring, but it's just like that. You know, that kind of genericness. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole gimmick. They're like, no no guts. Well, not no, it's not no guts. It's like no flash, just fist. Yeah, but they need it's to like, flash something with them fists. <laughs> They're like outsmarting the competition. They hit the, the shatter machine in the air. Xavier Woods sold it like, you know, a Shakespearean actor landed yeah, on his head. Shotgun to the face, basically. <laughs> so, um, yo, you got to give it up for Ziggler and Woods. They sell the shit out of some moves. <laughs> oh man, you know, like there's there's two guys that you know that just enjoy. You can tell they just enjoy being a pro wrestler. You know, uh, funny funny story about people enjoying selling stuff. You remember was it uh, two years ago at WrestleMania when Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. And um, Mick Foley came out, and uh, Rusev ate a stunner, and he mm-hmm. sold the stunner, mm-hmm. um, like like The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Rusev came back and said, "I always wanted to take a stunner, and I got to take a stunner, so I made the most of it." <laughs> oh man, oh man. So, uh, you know, wrestler selling is always dope. Uh, what do we got here? Kane for mayor. Or should I say Glenn Jacobs for mayor? Yeah, you see the logo though with the fire. Nice touch. Nicely done, Kane. Yo, nice, done. nice, nice touch. It's just so... You know, look, there's a long history of wrestlers and public service. You know, anyone can be a politician. Apparently anyone can be the president. You know, doesn't take much. Um, Kane, he's running as a Republican in his, uh, in his city. Um, he is a libertarian. Um, so, you know, um, he's been there for a while. You know, he's, he's been in the community for a while outside of wrestling. Him and his wife have been running an insurance agency, uh, in the city. So they're, they're well liked. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, we, you can't keep choke slamming people and dragging people to hell yeah. your entire life. I you mean, know? that career just doesn't, you know, dragging people to hell just doesn't have longevity. Does, does, I don't, do you get a pension for that? I think... I think Satan got rid of the pension on like you know, 
um, Undertaker's for years. So it, it may just depend on what circle of hell you're in. So you know, you're right. You're right. But you know, I will tell you that government health insurance, though, that's the bomb. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> Kane, Kane's looking for mayor. Uh, if you're in the city, just check him out. He's, it's just so funny. Like, yo, this is Kane. And now he's got, like, you know, political action committee. He's got, like, political ads. And it's it's a political ad. It's like him in a park walking around like, hey, I'm part of this community. And I want to fix the infrastructure. And we're going to make sure your tax dollars go to the school system. Because these kids need to learn. You know, it's... <laughs> oh, man, it's just him in the suit. It's just him in a suit. This is this is wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, Kane from Air. This is this is great. Uh, another bad news. Fans of New Japan. Uh, this story has been bumping around for two weeks now. Uh, Shibata, um, one of the kings of strong style, suffered a serious injury. Of course, uh, he won the G1 tournament. Challenged Okada for the title. These guys had a thirty-minute epic match near the end of the match. Um, when Akata was going for his signature uh, Rainmaker clothesline, Shibata no-sells it and follows up with a nasty headbutt. I will warn you, don't go on the internet and look for this clip because you can hear it and it's pretty nasty. Um, Shibata gets opens up the hard way, somehow manages to finish the match, but reportedly um, collapsed backstage due to his headbutt. And um, dehydration. A subdermal hematoma. Shit, yeah. that'll do it. You bleed yeah. out. Yeah. So it's looking like now he might never wrestle again. Um, if you're a fan of New Japan, and also if you if you check the uh, fanbros.com, you know that when we post the, the Slam Bros episodes on fanbros.com, we always include a bonus match. Uh, a couple of months ago, one of the bonus matches I included was, of course, uh, Ishii versus... Uh, um, Shibata, one of their classic just throwdowns. And Illa, you were watching a little bit of that match, man. How would you describe it? The strong style match with Shibata? Yeah, yeah. Fucking brutal. When my man did the running drop kick directly into his head in the corner, I mean, it meant the dude's head snapped back. I mean, it was foot to face. You know, in WWE, there's normally protection. Somebody put their hand up, so they're basically kind of catching it. No, it was straight boots to brains. So it was true strong style, and it was it was brutal, but a lot of it was you know hard hitting elbows back and forth, just crushing each other and just really not protecting yourself. So yeah, brain damage is definitely a side effect of the strong style, the true strong style. It's yeah, I just you know everyone. There's a lot of discussions once again, and um, W not so much because you know we don't see shots to the head U.S. side anymore. Even even like the Indies, you don't really. Uh, most promotions, you know, they're telling wrestlers to protect themselves, you know, cut out some of the stuff, man. But the Japanese uh, strong style really is a long tradition. And these hard shots are, you know, a thing. And there's been a lot of discussion, like, yo, just unprotected headbutts. Like, like, yo, man. So uh, we wish all uh, Shibata the well, uh, his health. Um, if he doesn't wrestle again, of course, be unfortunate. But um, maybe this will be a lesson learned for everybody. You know, yeah, uh, this this wrestling is entertaining, but we still need to protect the performance. You know, I don't think anyone wants to see wrestlers die in the ring. That's not good for anybody. <laughs> this Axe Ray Mysterio, it's not a good experience. Yeah, no, um, not at all. It's not at all. 
Uh, yo, it's just it's just uh, the dirt sheets are just pretty sad this week. I'm just going I'm just going through all. Of them. They're pretty sad. Well, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit, you know, a little death and uh, uh, injury that'll do it for you. That'll that'll definitely uh. Plus, we had um, what is it, Moro? Yeah. Moro's Mor- expected to not return. Yeah, he's 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 been out uh, a little before WrestleMania. Uh, at first, it was reported that you know he's out because of you know travel issues and uh, the snow, and then it was sickness. And then um, dirt started flying everywhere that Morrow had issues with inside the WWE that he was being bullied by JBL. A lot of people on the internet were speculating that kind of started with um, the the WWE Network program um, around the horn. It's like their their fake version of around the horn. Superstar? No, no, it's it's. Uh, it's Peter Rosenberg show with JBL and Corey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're fake show. There's no points, you know. Um, it's their fake ESPN show. But JBL made a comment about like you know, Morrow needed to you know check himself for winning you know announcer of the of the year. But there's been a lot of uh, speculation that uh, JBL besides that comment has been uh, bullying and harassing Morrow uh, off camera, unseen. And this has kind of contributed to uh, Morrow wanting to step away from the company. Morrow has um, been open about his uh, his struggles with uh, mental health, depression, and bipolar disease. He's been open about that. And so a lot of people think that combination was probably like uh, ribbing backstage is, uh, you know, you know, expedite his departure. Uh, he called a match. Uh, he was he was back caught. Um, He's back uh, calling boxing. He'll be on Showtime once again, but he scrubbed like pretty much all mentions of WWE from his his social network profiles, and WWE's pretty much scrubbed all mentions for him. So his contract's up in August, but looks like we're not going to see him. And he was such a uh, a fresh voice uh, to the announcement booth, and he was he was good. You know, some people don't like his his uh, pop culture references, but you know, I, it was, he was a good fresh face there, and I think he was doing an excellent job. So it's going to suck to see him go. Yeah, I mean, Morrow had actually been a nice little change of pace from um, the Michael Cole feel of things, so it's definitely sad, you know. And I guess that hopefully ends the uh, the sadness of the dirt sheets. I really want to find out what's going on with the latest adventures of my main man, Alberto El Patron. Las Aventuras. Oh man, yo, our homie Alberto is always in the streets, always having fun. We have an update. So last time on Las Aventuras, uh, we learned that Alberto was marrying the love of his life. Well, apparently Alberto himself has spoken too soon, as they're getting married in June, according to Paige. But the homie Alberto learned about Periscope last week. <laughs> Never give El Patron, Patron, and Periscope. <laughs> yeah, never. You know what? I'm starting to think, like, yo, these, these 40-year-old dudes, like, don't give them Periscope. Because they always get drunk and act a goddamn fool. Like, this was pretty much the wrestler version of Jay Electronica getting on Periscope and just trying to shit on everybody. Um... Al Patron was in the streets of New York. It's funny. Yo, that dude tried to sell him like a picture. didn't even know this is a wrestler. They had no clue who the hell he was, you know? Um, it's just in the streets, drunk, just, um, 
what did he call Triple H? A big nose pussy? And yeah, by he name, kept talking about he talked about the big nose pussy with the little dick. Just um, uh, kept calling him a pussy and how he's in Stanford. He's gonna go. Do I need to go to Stanford? It's only forty five minutes away. That's where all the pussies are. So, so. our our main man Patron was drunk in the streets. So Alberto El Patron and the Ghost Who Walks, they talked about when they're gonna get married. And uh, you know, so the ghost said in June sometime. So. He uh, echoed what she said. In June, ghost in June. I, I just love how he's like, you can't just say it's easy. We're from a completely different generation. You got to teach me these things. <laughs> Yo, I love the camera work on Periscope, too. It's like that drunk, like, oh, I'm trying to get everything in the picture. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, Alberto. But also in Alberto news, uh, he has once again removed himself from all like indie booking uh he had a gentleman's agreement with the the owl company if you're not if you don't get the reference the owl company uh apparently this is the struggling wrestling promotion that is trying to shake down the wwe for the broken hearty gimmick and uh just recently signed a deal with lucha underground uh he had a gentleman's agreement over there where he just you know kind of showed up whenever and now it's being reported that he might have a uh, full-time contract under them and i'm like i don't even know how they got the money to pay alberto because you know alberto's not satisfied we know he's gonna walk probably punch somebody too so i hope the owl knows what they're doing and that's what makes him fun <laughs> all right yo you you ready to get to this raw we got we got a lot we got two weeks of raw to uh, recap so let's let's get to the, the I, I guess the biggest moment of raw from two weeks ago not even let's not even skip around it braun Strowman. this man became legend uh Ella, what are your what are your impressions of the the roman reigns beatdown uh it was a great super villain beatdown you know it's just um i like the idea of it i mean everything worked well the the flipping of the ambulance was a bit much <laughs> It wasn't quite executed probably as greatly as they thought. But just the idea of somebody kicking the shit out of Roman Reigns. I mean, who doesn't love that? Bro, they, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they, they, they muted the crowd. Or they attempted to mute the crowd. But the crowd was loving the beatdown so much you could hear them through uh, the, the lowered volume. And see, you called it a superhero. You called it a supervillain beatdown. I thought this was like the savior coming through to save us from like, Roman Reigns, and he's like, I don't want to retire The Undertaker. I was like, that interview, like, I'm like, oh my gosh. So they made Roman Reigns the villain after WrestleMania, because they knew Orlando was going to shit on him. And then the next week, he's doing his backstage interview with Cole, or whoever, Tom, whatever the guy's name was, right? And he's like, I didn't want to retire The Undertaker. Like, Y'all need to feel bad for me. And I'm like, man, they're trying to paint sympathy on Roman Reigns for retiring. The Get out of here. And then Braun shows up, and whoops his ass, and it's amazing. And then... Roman's like, all right, I'm going to get up. And then Braun comes back, and he whoops his ass. And I'm like, wow, he came back. Wasn't expecting that. And then they and then they put him on the stretcher, and you're like, all right. He's going to come back one more time, isn't he? Then he comes back <laughs> and pushes the stretcher off of the ledge. And I'm like, what? This is overkill. And then but that's Arthur, what made it so great. Just yes! the, He just kept ramping up the levels of the fucking beatdown. <laughs> 
I mean, he just kept ramping it up, kept ramping it up. Yo, so I thought, you know, I didn't think that they were going to flip the ambulance. You know what I thought they were going to do? I thought, all right, he was going to, like, crash a vehicle in it, you know? You know, do the Rikishi thing. Mm-hmm. A limo and try and, you know, crash it. They used to always do crashes. So any, yo, but that's it. Yo, how much malice do you need in your heart that you're going to flip a man's ambulance? A vehicle specifically designed not to tilt over. <laughs> you're going to flip it. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a lot of hate. A lot of hate there. But oh. it, it worked well. I mean, it just it helped establish Braun as a monster among men. Um, it, it served his purpose. I mean, it just got a little cartoony and kind of campy. But other than that, just him yeah. beating the shit out of him was always a good thing. And then to follow up with what they did this week with him in a big show with Strowman Show 2. Um, while I think it was a missed opportunity by the WWE when they could have taken that to a pay-per-view. But, and I'm kind of upset that they used the Brock Show finish with the ring snapping and breaking. It was worth it just to watch the ref go tumbling out the ring. Yo, John Col- that R. shit John was Col- hilarious. <laughs> John Cole is gone. Like, yeah. Just like the ring swallowed him up. So, uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was just watching the match, right? But uh, people on Twitter were noticing that the LED lights on the ring were gone. So, people pretty much knew, all right, this ring is going away. The LED lights on the ring weren't there. Um, they kept teasing the spot through throughout the match. Like, all right, someone's, someone's getting suplexed, and then this ring is going to implode. And they didn't mention anything about... Uh, the ring being reinforced this time. So, uh, you know, they got the people out there. I don't know what the ring crew was doing. Like, they knew that we, you know, whatever. But I like the match. You know, I got to agree. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, we talked about this last time. Like, this should have been, you know, a mania, a match. Uh, New Look Big Show and Braun went out there and just kind of one-upped each other from last time. You know, they were like, they were, they looked good. Um, Big Show with the baseball slide. When's the last time you seen Big Show do a baseball slide? I mean, you know, Big Show trying to step his game up because Strowman getting those Big Show checks now. You know, like uh, Braun Strowman, of course, with his, you know, running drop kick. Like, yo, man. like And, of course, Braun Strowman with the nip up. Yeah, oh, my God. You know, like this is, uh, you know, this is like, yo, this is Haas. What did I think? What do they call it on on Uprocks? Haas Apocalypse Two, the Haasin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it was, it was just great, man. Um, you call it the the Brock Lesnar spot. This is this is I'm saying this is Big Show's signature spot. You know, yeah. Jim I mean, it, has, it, it shows has like. Going off the ladder, this is show spot, breaking the day. It is show spot, but still. I mean, the first time they did it with Lesnar, that's when it originated. I'm a Lesnar dude, therefore we have it. You know, I like well, I like my man Mark Henry as well, but 
when Lesnar did it and you had Taz screaming out, holy shit. And then Mike Kyoto just staring around, like yeah. waking up, looking around like, what the hell have I just witnessed? I mean, come on, son. You know, that, that, that original SmackDown. I remember watching that. It wasn't live, but um, I remember watching that SmackDown. And I was so glad I did not read spoilers um, for around that time. Because I remember the first time I found out that SmackDown was taped. And if you could find spoilers on the internet, it blew my mind as a small child. Because I'm like, I'm, re- I'm watching The Undertaker, and like, yo, Undertaker chokes Booker T. And I was like, I'm like, wait a second. How the hell do they know this? So I was glad for, you know, um, that week, sometime later, I did not, I did not read spoilers because that was such an amazing moment, man. But, yo, shout out to these two. Um, they had a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful match. All right, we're going to uh, cause an effect. We're going to get the time machine out. We're going to go, boom, two weeks ago, Finn Balor comes back, Raw, first match. He's facing hard body, gender Mahal. Mahal hits him, boom, straight in the head, knocks him out, lands flat on his face. Balor has a concussion. Did you notice that? Yep. (laughs) Yep. He looked a little wobbly. Wobble, wobble. Shake it, shake it. Oh, man. First week back off of injury, hard body, damn near knocks him out. Man, what luck. Um, time machine, boom. Forward to this week, Balor's facing, um, face the facts, Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins didn't get any offense at all. I guess they were like, yo, yo, we are not risking Balor at all. You are not touching him. Take this L. That's all it is. I mean, he took it, like, after about a minute. Uh, he took that L and ate it up greedily. So, um, yo, so let's let's uh, let's get to um, Jericho now. Well, no, no, no. You also have to think about Jinder Mahal. Also, he 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 um, damn near you know busted up Finn Balor again, but that ended up springboarding him into moving to SmackDown and getting a great uh, come up. All right, so Jinder Mahal is on a comment. It was like one of the. It was in the dirt sheet last week, and I, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Jinder Mahal um, was in line for a push, and I was like, what? Jinder Mahal from um, you know, 3MB. It's like whatever. We see these jobbers, we don't think anything of it, and then also I was thinking, you know, like Jinder Mahal, he's 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 a foreigner, an American. 2017 or you know not even a foreigner but you know he's he looks different so for the wwe purpose you know different is bad um he was getting a push man and you know a lot of people are like yo hard body he's on these hard steroids and whatnot but nah he's putting time in at the gym um he was with c uh ct fletcher and big e and braun Strowman. they were working out the other week they had a video of it and bro i was sweating watching the video all right Cause like some of some of the curls they were doing, man, they were doing like six sets of like twenty reps each on like heavy reps, doing arm curls, like working up and then working down the weights. I'm like, man, that's legit. Those those are real muscles. <laughs> CT don't fuck around. I was like, yo, these, yeah, these with guys, you, these... motherfuckers. <laughs> CT fashion boy. All right, so hard body is on the come up. I know it's a little. I know it's a little strange, but we always ask, yo, give people, give people a chance. And, you know, SmackDown is a good place for Mahal right now because it's talking smack, you know? 
Uh, he's on Talking Smack. He had a nice little shirt on, and he's talking about, yo, I've been, I've been better. You know, I've been training since I've last been here. I'm, I'm going to use the, the most of this opportunity, and I respect that. And if you look at uh, SmackDown this week, when he was in the ring with Randy Orton, I mean, he didn't look like a punk. You know, he looked like he could stand next to Randy Orton. Um, the only problem is I don't know if Randy Orton is going to be awake during this match because we've discussed, like, um, Randy Orton isn't really an exciting wrestler. <laughs> to say the least. Right? And I I can't really think of, like, is there like a Randy Orton match? You're like, you go like, that's the one. That's the one. I, think uh, the I like the Mick Foley match with yeah. him. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, not that Randy Orton has some, he's not exciting. <sighs> Damn it. How can you put this? Like you like, you look for the RKO, but it, it, he uses so many rest holes and other things. But it's like, and, you know, but he does have like a certain grace and athleticism that you appreciate. But yeah. there's no Randy Orton. So you, like his matches are serviceable, but there's nothing where you're like, okay, I got to watch it again. You know, like the Mick Foley match, we get for the thumbtacks, the thumbtacks, and um, he had he had a, he had a good match with the Undertaker, and that was like you know young Randy, but it's like I'm not looking. Him and John Cena fought five million times, and there's not one of those times I can say like I want to go see that again. Hell no, right? But like anytime John Cena has fought like AJ Styles, I'm like yeah, I could watch that again, you know, or like you know um, John Cena versus CM Punk, like yeah, I could watch that again. But Randy, I'm like, right? So I feel like, yes, while gender has a opportunity at a championship, which I would never imagine, right? I feel like Randy is going to screw this up because he's just going to be walking, sleep matching. He's going to be sweet, uh, sleepwalking through the match and everything's going to be like, oh, gender can't wrestle. This is, this, is, this is a horrible match. You know, takes two to dance. And um, when you get paired up with Randy... Just, you know, cross your heart, dot your T's, whatever you got to do. Hope you don't get booed, like at WrestleMania. Hopefully. Um, also, since we're on Randy, <laughs> Ella, you're, I know you're going to believe this. I know you're going to believe this. Apparently, so we know that Randy and Bray Wyatt have their rematch for the WWE title, but yet these two are on two separate brands. Which I'm like, why the hell did they move these guys? They still got to do the rematch. Like, this is Hashtag... <laughs> W E logic. Alright, they're doing this thing. But also, you might save that hashtag, copy and paste it, we're using it again, because apparently no one in the WWE even knows what a House of Horrors match is. Of course not. They made that shit up. Marketing came up with the name. And they used it, and then at the in the 11th hour, somebody's going to be, oh, shit, we actually have to do a match based on this shit. Because they have yet to explain how it works, what the rules are, how it functions. None of that. They don't know. Exactly. They're still trying to figure this out right now. Hashtag WWE logic. Apparently, they sent out a survey. Like, what would you like to see in a house on the horse? <laughs> These fools set out a survey. <laughs> oh. WWE didn't fail me. And then you want to ask me, are they going to make the broken Matt Hardy gimmick work? Come on, man. I'm Come on, man. Broke a 
Look, man, I said yeah. it on Twitter. Let Dana live. Hashtag let Dana live, right? But, bro, I can't believe Bray Wyatt for anything. We don't believe you. It's not even we need more people anymore. It's just like, bro, you've been showing up for, like, how many years now? You've been doing this thing, the, the spooky mirrors, the magic. You're supposed to get powerful. You lose. You lose every time. And every time you lose, you just laugh it off. So it's like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, you don't even care that you're losing. So what are you accomplishing? Like what? You're not even changing these people's lives. You're not even. You're not making it harder for Randy. You're not making it harder for Cena. You're not making it harder for Kane. Look at this. Kane's doing better than ever now. Got to get that government money. All right. You know. You're not ruining anyone's lives, and you can't win. You, you, you're what you did at WrestleMania with the projections. That what type of strategy was that? Like that didn't that didn't make any sense. And now you're gonna be in a House of Horrors match. Watch the House of Horrors be the Punjabi prison. That god-awful structure. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you be that? Is there fire in this House of Horrors? Oh, my God. Are there going to be worms? Is, is, is a boogeyman going to be there? I, this Bray Wyatt thing. I, Bray, Bray, I don't even know if Bray needs to go away. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know what to do with Bray. I'm not, I can't even really... Like, everything about Bray has already been said on the internet. He loses too much. Character can't be taken serious. There's nothing else I can say that's going to be a fresh take on this problem. And I, I have no solutions to fix it. Be like... Well, I mean, you just got to give him credible wins. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess. Uh, credible wins and, like, consequences for his actions. And okay. they, they, they never do that. Simple things. Like, if, if Bray was... Um, actually affecting the psychology of his opponents you know um do you remember a couple of years ago this was back before john cena got decent before he got good when john cena was still terrible he did that program wait 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 wait. you say that like john cena isn't still terrible because fuck john cena (laughs) don't act like that match at the world rumble was not dope or the SummerSlam match with aj styles wasn't dope thank you aj (laughs) <laughs> you know once john cena started to lose he got better once john cena started to show um i know the miz might disagree with this humanity and i mean like human weakness in his matches where he got gassed yeah you might you of, you might be you know. right you know and i'll give him that kind of that credit and still fuck john cena yeah right but this is this is before he had um a human heart and he was still um superman he did his whole feud with Kane when Kane's like, Cena, I'm gonna push you to the point that you're gonna have to change. Like, you're gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the evil out of you. Like, that's an interesting concept. Like, I'm going to bring the dark side out of you. And the and the funny the irony being it is John Cena's already an asshole anyway. So really what is Kane bringing out? Other than they're trying to get Cena to admit that maybe he's truly a dick. But then um John Cena goes through hell and doesn't change for it. So it's just like, all right, whatever. So Bray Wyatt, um, you gotta do something to somebody and you know win. So they're they're doing that. All their new look people. Kevin Owens is on SmackDown talking French. He's got a fresh new haircut, shaved up his beard. I think it's gonna be great. Kevin Owens is a talker, and SmackDown has a lot of opportunities for him to talk. Did you see him on Talking Smack the other week? I've never seen someone so passive aggressive in my life. You talking about Kevin Owens? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see the talking smack appearance. Tell me about like, it. Tell tell the God, listeners. Yo, bro, he blew up Renee Young's spot. 
this girl and Dean Ambrose won and got secret married. And Kevin Owens just casually walks in there. He's like, yo, congratulations. You don't know why I'm congratulating you. Congratulations on the wedding. So passive aggressive. Blew up spot right. Boom. Right there. Right there. Kicked off his shoes and everything. So disrespectful. Fuck your couch, Renee Young. <laughs> Fuck your couch. That's what Kevin Owens said. <laughs> oh, man. So, that's, that's the thing, man. And then, uh, this week, he, uh, he recreated the John Cena open, open U.S. challenge. But instead of, like, facing, you know, real competition, he got some random jobber to squash. <laughs> uh, Gary. R.I.P. Gary. And, um. Yeah, so uh yeah, so I guess we know that KO is going to win his belt cuz they're not going to have two belts on Raw. And I don't see Jericho coming to SmackDown cuz Jericho's selling Fozzie tickets. He's going on tour. So um it's it's kind of easy to see where uh where Jericho's going to be. Um shout out to Jericho. This has been a great run. Um you can buy I yeah, you can buy the list of Jericho clipboards on the shop. Or an item that you could buy. Um, yeah, but it looks like we're getting... Um, I was initially disappointed because it's for the U.S. title. Like, they're keeping AJ away from the U.S. title. But then, um, shout-out to one of our listeners on Twitter. He's like, yo, Bowman, don't ruin this. We're getting KO versus AJ Styles. And then it hit me like, oh, yeah. We're getting KO versus AJ Styles. So, Ila, are you are you excited to see that match? Not at all. Uh, they should have been done with this shit at WrestleMania. Um, but I Wait, guess you're not excited to see Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. Oh, I'm thinking you're talking about Jericho, man. Jericho, uh, Kevin Owens. No, AJ versus K- AJ versus KO. That I want to see, but it's still, you know, at this stage of the game, this is like that weird transition period. You know what I mean? Because with the whole superstar shakeup, how much? of these matches have any actual meaning you know and it, so you have the situation where Ginger Mahal is going to get to face uh, he's the number one contender for the title so does he face the person who wins the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match like you know after the fact or you know so it's so much stuff that's kind of up in the air where it's kind of like difficult to see where they're going with it but like I would like I like the idea of KO AJ but you know what's the meaning you know, we got the Jericho stuff on the horizon. So it's like, it's just a, a clusterfuck waiting to happen with all this different stuff kind of being muddled up. And it's hard for them to really give anything a proper push because there's too much stuff going on at the same time and nothing's clean right now. You can't cleanly push one match because you got, you know, two or three other situations going on as well. I got that. And then I think these pay-per-views are like back-to-back. So next week is payback and then after that is backlash. So we're we're back to back pay per views. Someone has suggested this. I think this might be a good idea. But someone suggested like instead of doing like pay per views every two or three weeks, they could go back to the four week special, Raw pay per view on Sunday, and the SmackDown pay per view be on Saturday. They already run the takeovers on Saturday, so it's not like there's that big of a difference. Man, if I was a wrestler, I wouldn't want to fuck off my Saturday night fucking around with the wrestling. But you know, I feel them. It's only one month out of one day out of the month, so. But a weekend full of eh, that that wouldn't be bad actually. Um, well, logistics could be screwed up because you have 
the thing with the Raw and SmackDown is that they're different tours. And so when they do them, they're so separate. You could have, you know, one set in one city, one in another. But, you know, Triple H or Vince is normally at one or both of these shows. So it makes it difficult to get from one city to the next if you have to do like overnight and things of that nature. So logistically, it could become a problem. All right. All right. Then again, like when they do the takeovers, they normally hunker down in that city anyway. Well, yeah. So it can work. What were the other interesting takeaways? So we had Bray Wyatt, um, Ginger Mahal on the come up. Uh, Randy Orton made an appearance. The superstar shakeup. I think right now SmackDown kind of got the short end of the stick, uh, as we were discussing earlier. That like most of the guys that are coming over to SmackDown are on the injured list right now. So New New Day is coming to SmackDown, but Kofi just had uh, knee surgery and he's gonna be out for like six weeks. So they're not planning to use the New Day until uh, Kofi's. Rusted I mean the the funniest shit about the Superstar Shakedown, it was like it was like one of those shopping cart shows where. Somebody in the WWE just like uh uh you know the general manager Kurt Angle just got to run through the store and just take everything SmackDown off the shelves <laughs> and put it into his basket and just run away with the Raw brand you know and then when SmackDown came on you got a lot of advertisements <laughs> Lana coming next week New Day they'll be here <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh shit yo so. I like the idea of the Superstar Shakedown. I just don't think it was well executed. And it should actually have happened the week. That should be what happened right after WrestleMania. Like, you have WrestleMania, and then you have Superstar Shakedown. You know, and that way you can kind of do all your different shit and start things clean and fresh. Because after Raw, after WrestleMania, you're introducing new, you know, new um, call-ups and new talent. And they could just start fresh storylines just like that. Just roll right into the Superstar Shakeup. And then you have people on different shows, and it just, just make more sense. It's like Raw came through. Raw got all the good, all the good people, and SmackDown got like all the, uh, all the like produce and superstars that were about to expire. So SmackDown got like all the broken superstars on a on a discount. The only, <laughs> the only superstar that was not injured was Sami Zayn and uh, Hard Body Mahal. And it's the only two. Yeah, it was it was kind of mildly depressing. Like, yeah, they got Charlotte. They got like um like um Tamina Snuka. I can't believe you're still saying that name again. Remember that person? Um, they got her. And then Sami Zayn, who's Sami Zayn will probably be better for SmackDown. Like, I feel like they're setting people down to SmackDown to rehabilitate them. Like they build up characters on SmackDown, and then once they do all the character work, they send them with the Raw. Because a lot of the reason why The Miz was so great was his talking segments on Talking Smack. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that anymore on Raw. So I, I hopefully The Miz can still, uh, aka Mike from the Real World, can uh, still uh, do the excellent work that him and his wife Maurice have been doing. But without that extra, you know, outlet of uh, Talking Smack, I don't know. So, but uh, Shake Up was all right. I guess it was decent. Yes. So it wasn't like a superstar shakeup. It was like more of a superstar like swish around. Yeah, I mean hashtag WWE logic. Like the GMs weren't even involved. Like people just showed up. So like if you wanted to show up to Raw, that's where you worked. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean that would be messed up. You came to work and they're like, oh, you know you're supposed to be on SmackDown, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, 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 
that would be messed up but um yo but uh yeah man so i mean it was uh smackdown really had there was of course the match between charlotte and naomi and charlotte won so now she's gonna be facing naomi for the title this coming week i always hate that like you got to beat the champ to get like an opportunity to the champ that just like bro i don't oh. yeah, wwe is like, kind of dumb like, protect the champ. You know, make the champ look like a strong person. Champs should not be losing on whatever. And do we really need uh, Charlotte with five title wins on her right now? I mean, she really is working her way up to, like, Ric Flair's 17 record. Well, mainly I don't like it because that means she has to beat Naomi. Yeah. That, you know, can, can, can Naomi eat well for a couple of weeks? Can she, you know, just a couple of weeks, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, also, uh, shout outs to the Trap House Usos, who um had a dope match with American Alpha. They still got the belts, still uh holding it down. When the New Day gets back, uh, they will, um, I guess they will uh be feuding with the New Day. The the Primo and Epico, they're now going by their family name, the Corones again. Uh, they're on SmackDown. I'm not trying to sell people gimmick um trips to puerto rico anymore it's like yo we're just gonna be wrestlers no more come puerto from wrestling. time shares yeah no, no, no even. it's like no we're puerto rican wrestlers you know we come from a wrestling family like we beat the, we beat the usos back in the day remember that respect um so we'll see i mean it's like you know i i i, I will give smackdown a chance uh they seem to understand logic more so than raw like there's still still wwe but you know, you know, on SmackDown, you know, at least someone goes, "Hmm." On Raw, there's just not that at all. <laughs> on Raw, there's not that at all. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else you remember from SmackDown, or any takeaways you got from the Superstar Shakeup, Shakedown, Switcheroo? <laughs> the switcheroo the superstar switcheroo <laughs> no nah, man that was it alright okay hey you can find us on the internet uh, on twitter you can find us at slam bros pod that's at slam bros pod I am bowman12l across various social media platforms that's um, at bowman12l on instagram and twitter uh on Twitch you can find me at Twitch TV um RCQ underscore the deli. Uh Friday nights play video games. Find me over there. Illa, where can the people find you? At IllaYC on Twitter, at YC the Champ on Instagram, and at Charlie and Champ on Twitter. Charlie and the Champ on Instagram. Holla at us. Charlie and the Champ has been getting popping. Yeah, I don't know if you guys listen, but like the main man Ella over here is like a saint. You know. Um But that Charlie is a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a blog, honey, helping to keep things sweet. You know, I mean I you know, I listen to the show and I'm like, yo, how did Ella not call the police on this girl? She's coming for his neck. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our man over here, gentleman and scholar. He's living that Styles P life over here. <laughs> But yo, holla at us, Slam Bros. We out.